Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, the second hour is here. Monday edition for Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow across the Outkick Network. Join us in the chat on YouTube. If you're listening on this great radio partner, we say thank you. Welcome in. Weekdays, 3 o'clock Eastern, right here. And check out all the great shows uh, across Outkick. Uh, one of two ways to do that. Number one, go to Outkick.com. Click on shows. Everything's there. From our daily shows to podcasts and much more. Uh, you can also go to YouTube, search out Outkick. We hope you'll subscribe to the channel and uh, interact with us on a daily basis. They're live and on demand whenever you need it, plus extra clips and, and more. Um, we'll get back into the U.S. Open discussion coming up a bit later in the show. Charlie Arnold will join us uh, in about 20 minutes. Uh, looking forward to uh, the very special guest, Charlie Arnold, uh, who will join us each and every Monday from Outkick. And uh, we've also got Skip Holtz, son of Lou, and a champion. Son of Lou. USFL champion from last year, Birmingham, back in it this year for the USFL playoffs. And beyond that, just where we're headed from his, his perspective, longtime coach at East Carolina and, and other spots. But from the, the haves and the have-nots in, in college football specifically, uh, what he saw on the horizon, why he chose to get out of college coaching, and why he's enjoying doing exactly what he's doing with the USFL uh, instead of making the rounds and trying to keep a job uh, in today's landscape for what college is, is becoming, which is the name, image, likeness debate. Hutton, I thought you were going to go uh, more into like a Game of Thrones title. With You said Skip, Skip Holtz, son of Lou. Son of Lou. Rider of dragons, master of footballs, <laughs> leader of offense. I thought you were going to have about eight different titles for him when you went into son of Lou. Um, Firstborn of his name. Jordan Love is the third. He's the third in the lineage of all things King of Green Bay. From Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and can Jordan Love follow in that path? Uh, because Rodgers did it with Favre, and now he's on his way to the Jets, just like Brett Favre did, and Love's taking over. And you're right, Chad, you mentioned earlier in the show, all the teammates in Green Bay love Love. They love them some love right now. Uh, Jordan Love was... Wishing Bears fans a happy Father's Day. He's, he's trying to clarify this a bit, but here he is on social media with a fan wishing other Bears fans a very happy Father's Day yesterday. Happy Father's Day to uh, all the Bears fans out there. Go Pack Go. So this is, uh, he says, like the, the French Bears or something. He's in Paris. And he's like, some guy came up and he wanted to do the, uh, with the, the, French Bears, and on the intro to this, they didn't put in there that it was the French Bears, not the Chicago Bears. Uh, more like a fan club than anything else. I love this. I mean, I, the way Rodgers owned Chicago, Jordan Love's already calling his shot. I, I wish he would lean into it more than try to clarify it on social. See, I hate it because, A, you can't steal another man's joke. It was a great, funny joke because Aaron Rodgers dominated them, and he came up. It's the up, franchise's joke, though. He came up with the joke. There's been a lot of domination. But he was the one who coined the I am your daddy 
to the Bears. So it's his joke. And Jordan Love yeah. has not done anything yet. Now, I'm all for one win. If he goes in there and wins the first one and wants to say, just to let you know, there's a new daddy in town and he wears number 10 and not number 12, I'm all for that joke. That's hilarious. You sit on that. You rest on that joke. And the moment you beat the Chicago Bears, just like your previous daddy, Aaron Rodgers did, you pounce on that joke. And I am all about that. This seemed forced, though. Very forced. Forced like the teammates of Jordan Love acting like this guy is Tom Brady already. No, but That's I, how forced it was. But as I read the, the story um, from other outlets, it's, it's Love is saying, and, and he's, he's got the, the social media account. It's a Bears fan that asked him to do this Happy Father's Day, whatever, to some French Bears deal. Was it like, a, what's the, the company know. where you pay? Uh, the one that we uh, one, at one point got Dan Dockage to do? Cameo. Oh, is it Cameo? No, it's it, not was it a Cameo, cameo request? No, it's uh, no, the, like a guy came up to him. That was the, the fan's phone. He was just holding this phone and he recorded this for whatever they were sending out on social. Well, that's, I, I take back everything I said then, if that's the case. Yeah, he's just, he he's, didn't, it, it's a request from some Parisian. When he's on a French yeah. vacation? Yeah, yes. That's the way I understand well, it. Well, reading the story at OutKick made it like this guy just pounced on something and made it sound like he's taking Aaron Rodgers' joke. I read the first three paragraphs of the story at OutKick, which destroys the guy for doing that because he's done nothing. And the headline read, Jordan Love takes credit for being the Bears' daddy and hasn't accomplished anything. So I did not know that part of the story. I retract. I apologize. A Bears fan admitted that he asked Love to wish a happy Father's Day to French Bears fans in this fan club. Yeah, Love apparently just forgot to mention the French part. On behalf of OutKick, I'd like to apologize to Jordan Love also because that is a misleading headline. Well, he did. He, did, I mean, he was just being nice to someone who asked him to wish him a Father's Day to Bears fans. He retweeted this dude who, I mean, he doesn't look French. I don't know how I would describe this. What would you say? He looks like a... <laughs> I don't know what French looks like, so... Well, I mean, I, yeah, he, he's a white guy, yeah, so with, he could with, be French, he could be Belgian. For no, I'm I, saying I like, don't know. but he could be in Green Bay is what I'm saying. Like, there's no, you can't really tell where he is. Yeah. Um, uh, but this guy, Chris D, Chris D 69, 007, this is Twitter account. Uh, I handed him my phone asking him to make a fun video to originally wish the French Bears fan a happy Father's Day. And that is his take. Though he forgot to mention French, and obviously, I or better said he lit the fire. Here you go. Here's the picture before the video. <laughs> and then Jordan Love re retweets it and says, was asked to do a special favor for this fan. Yeah, we're getting torched now or, uh, on, on the YouTube chat. Paul says, thank you for reinforcing the clickbait I was just talking about with ESPN. But also, thank you for apologizing for running with the clickbait headline. Yeah. It's, it... Now, I do hope that Chicago Bears fans... Uh, because the cat's out of the bag now, right? I do hope they take offense to this. Yeah, maybe the Bears will fight also, back if you're now. A Bears Actually, win some in, games in, against the Packers. If you're a Bears fan in Paris, why are you having Jordan Love wish Bears fans a happy Father's Day? I, I don't know. Again, don't know. That's worse than having the quarterback say it. Yeah, just beat the Packers. Moving on. Um, speaking of Father's Day, Charlie Col Culberson. Uh, has he played since he was called up, Chad? I don't recall him... For the Braves, uh, infielder. He, I know he, he would. He was. I don't called know up to the that roster he has. Maybe he's pinch hit. Middle of last month, up. I believe. Yeah, 
But his, his dad was scheduled to throw out the ceremonial first pitch yesterday. And just prior to uh, the Father's Day game, by the way, the Braves are just dominating. Uh, everything's a blowout. Looks like a low-scoring football game on the scoreboard in Atlanta right now on the diamond. Um, yeah, looking at it here, he's called up May 17th, no appearances. And his dad was scheduled to throw out the first pitch, but Culberson sent uh, designated for assignment so they could call up Chadwick Trump. To me, the story is Chad Withrow, who hates his name. Um, there is a catcher for the Atlanta Braves named Chadwick, Chadwick Trump, uh, who had to be called up because Sean Murphy has a hamstring or a groin injury or something. But Chadwick uh, took the place of Culberson, and then I saw Chadwick Michael Harris's Trump. dad, I think, throughout the first pitch instead. Yeah, earlier this year, and I thought, is this guy real? I'm not, I don't, you don't know many Chadwicks. You don't meet him, especially the last name Chadwick Trump. Uh, he's had a career. I mean, he's been around the majors for a little while. Had never heard of him until I saw him play a few games earlier this year for the Braves. Do you prefer Chad or Chadwick? Oh, I prefer. Would you go by Chad if your name was Chadwick? Neither. I know. Ne- but I mean, I used to. Would you, would you go by Chad if your name was Chadwick? I would fool the ladies in junior high by saying my birth name was Chadwick. Well, sometimes I do because refer I thought to you as that was like when I, you know when I'm 13, I thought it was like uh, sophisticated and British that my name was Chadwick and way smarter sounding than Chad. So I remember girls would sign my yearbook to Chadwick had the best time in chemistry class this year. Love Lindsay, but everyone would make it out. I should bring it in. Would make out my yearbook to Chadwick instead of Chad because I would tell them my full name was Chadwick. The girls at, at Mount Julia Junior High loved it. Uh, the, the, I can tell you that. On occasion, I'll be mistaken for Chad, and I'll sign your name or I'll introduce. I'm going to always sign Chadwick or introduce myself as Chadwick. You should always definitely sign Chadwick Withrow just to really throw them <laughs> off. Confuse the heck out of everyone. Uh, Chadwick Trump. Took the spot. That's that's also tough. Of um, you know what this is though? of uh, Culberson's dad being called in to yeah. throw out the first pitch. Luckily, Michael Harris's father was there. And, <laughs> well, they're I think and Harris both, went five for five. I believe both are local. That's why they're both from the Atlanta area. Well, Matt Olson though is from Atlanta, so if his dad's hmm. around, like there are other players. I mean, and also you don't have to be so cheap. Just fly in a star's parent. Like, I mean, is Ronald Acuna Jr.'s dad around in Venezuela? Fly him up. Let's get the superstar's dad to throw out the Father's Day first pitch. Was he even going to play? If you've got a Father's That's Day my, home He hasn't game. played since he was no, called up on the 19th. No, he wasn't going to play. So what, what I really think they found the, the dad in Gwinnett County that's close by with the player who grew up around and said, hey, we'll give you a pass to come out and throw out the Father's Day first pitch. And then when they sent him down, they said, oh, let's find the other kid who's got a dad in Atlanta, which was well, Michael Harris. But also, like, this is also an example of the, all the promotional crap and uh, the, the social stuff that goes on. By and large, the managers and coaches don't care. They don't pay attention to it. This is just the, the oversight of not even knowing this was going on. And they made the move based on the injury. And the guy that's not even playing, they designated for assignment. I mean, it looks bad on Father's Day, but I mean, it, it's. Do I think uh, Charlie's dad is is hurting over this? I mean, it sucks that he's designated for assignment, but that could have been any day. I don't think he feels any worse because it's Father's Day. <laughs> How dare you, son? How dare you disrespect me on my day? Yeah, Michael Harris from Gwinn- uh, from DeKalb County. 
So from Atlanta. They, so they scrambled. Just, they went down the list of, okay, whose dad is within 20 minutes of the park that we can get down here? And it was Michael Harris. Bradley Bill traded to the Phoenix Suns, uh, and here are the Suns back in it again, all in. They traded for Durant at the deadline last year. Now they have Durant, Booker, Bill, and uh, DeAndre Ayton combined. $723 million for the entirety of all of their contracts that's fully guaranteed by uh, Matt Ishbia and the Phoenix Suns. It's the new super team. The pressure's there. They're, 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 they're the leader in the clubhouse now. It's for them the in big, Denver. Yeah, they've got their big three with Bradley Beal. Now, a guy who twice in his career has averaged over 30 points per game with the Wizards. But it's been a couple years now. Yeah, but still, that's... I mean, look, this is not uh, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, oh, but it's, this is a new version of a big three. Well, and it's, and an it's up, also not Curry, Clay Thompson, well, Kevin Durant. But they got, him, they got him on the cheap. I mean, they, they pick up the contract, but they trade away Chris Paul and maybe a couple of second-round picks, I believe, to get Bradley Bill from Washington. Uh, it's a, it, they're automatically better. We, you can make the argument that you know, they're – they're overpaying a couple of these guys based on the money that they're making. They're just the four guys alone, though. They're already over the cap threshold for penalty. So the 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 question is like, how do they come up with their roster in order to have the depth necessary if one of these guys goes down or whatever they do for load management and everything else in between? Um, they'll figure out a way. There's going to be a, a steep luxury tax on Phoenix because four guys alone are well over the threshold, and the ceiling compared to some of the other franchises across the league. The numbers are nuts. Well, give Matt Ishby a credit. He has come in guns a-blazing, ready to go, and ready to change some things up. Look at all he's done since since landing. Counting. There. Trading for Durant, yeah. firing the coach, hiring a new one, trading for Bradley Beal, tearing up a, a Pay, bad television contract, paying, and putting the games on for free locally. One of the assistants for Phoenix, they kept him. He's the highest paid assistant in the game now, like $2 million to be the assistant coach on an NBA coaching staff. Sun Salers, you have to count campaign as part of this, but there are five players along with the big four, big three plus eight and, and Payne. Five players total, $169.4 million, 10 roster spots left to fill. The super tax apron is one seventy-nine and a half. So they're $10 million away from the super tax that Ishby is going to have to play, and they've still got 10 players they're going to have to add to the roster depth for depth-wise. Should be a good contender for Denver. Good challenger in the Western Conference. Uh, and Draymond Green opting out of his one year left on the, the player option in Golden State. Uh, reading about this, so it's a $29.5 million option for, for Draymond. He's getting more in, in, into the, the bidding war and he'll drive up the price and potentially stays in Golden State, but on an extended contract instead of the one-year deal uh, for 29 and a half. Tony Snell. By the way, I'm curious if that's going to happen, given how quickly everyone said that his issue with Jordan Poole derailed their season before it started. He admitted that. Yes. Others have, too, and talked about how big of a distraction it was. I immediately thought, I wonder if that means he's done Man, in, I, go in, in Golden State. It's hard for me. Well, maybe because they're they're switching up GM, right? Um, they do have some big time roster decisions to be made. Two big players now to be free agents. I don't think they can just throw it in though. Draymond, it, 
Draymond impacted that roster more than pe- than he gets credit for. Of course. But he's a big but, part of all their championships. But he's also a detriment at times. Yeah. But even whenever he's getting technicals and being suspended for a game for whatever he's doing in the game, by and large, they continue to win the series. Yeah, he's a guy you want on your side. He he's a he's a useful pest. And the pest that you want playing for you and not against you. And that's what he's made his mark doing for the Warriors, and he's won multiple championships doing that. So his career has been a big big success. Being who he is has been successful, but it does seem to me that maybe teammates started taking the side of Jordan Poole over him after that issue and the way things went down, and that may have upset the apple cart a bit this year for the Warriors. Maybe we'll see. So. We'll yeah. see what kind of decision the, the, the new GM makes. was weird. You're right. Yeah, they were just off. They started to click, though. Um, first, went on the road. That was the anomaly that was so puzzling with this team. They were fine at home. Looked like everything was fine, chemistry-wise. On the road, different story. Tony Snell, uh, NBA vet, 31 years old. And uh, last year, did not get called up to any of the, the 10-day rosters. And he's uh, in the G League last season, uh, professionally. Diagnosed with autism. At 31 years old, he did. He, he went in for the testing because so he just felt he'd always felt strange, different, weird. Um, paraphrasing all that, but he, he, his 18-month-old was missing like developmental milestones on the calendar, on the on the weekly calendar. So they, his 18-month-old was diagnosed with autism, and he decided to go get uh, tested, checked everything that comes with that turns out he was diagnosed as well and now he's going to be doing things with special olympics and other things to raise more awareness about it but props man and i hope everything goes well plus uh the first person diagnosed with autism passed away this weekend at the age of 89 r.i.p don triplett coming up charlie arnott joins us and we discuss the dodgers decision to move forward with the sisters of perpetual indulgence With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. We're live, 6th and Peabody, our location here in Nashville. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network with Ehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Uh, join us uh, in the chat on YouTube, also at outkick.com. Very special guest each and every Monday is Charlie Arnold, who uh, joins us now. Charlie, good to see you. Did you get caught in the uh, the parade, the the Las Vegas Golden Knights parade? I know you're out in Vegas for UFC this past weekend. I did not get caught in the uh, parade traffic because I actually was very well aware that the parade was going to be taking place. So I made alternate arrangements and did not stay anywhere near the Strip. I stayed in Summerlin, which is a um, suburb of Las Vegas and actually my favorite part of Las Vegas to spend time in in general. So I was far, far away from everything crazy and anything that would have disrupted my peace. And uh, 
I'm very thankful I made that decision. Chad, for a, for a franchise that's been around for just six seasons, they had quite the turnout. It's amazing what Vegas will bring in. I, I you, you spend a lot more time there than we do, Charlie, with, with your work with UFC. I, I just I, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around Vegas as some sports town other than tourists coming in to go to sports books. I just don't see the Vegas local community really rallying behind their teams, but this parade looked pretty awesome. So how is Vegas as a sports town? Vegas is actually one of the best sports towns, like unknowingly one of the best. Uh, I think it's kind of been, like you said, just recently, we've seen all of these fans rallying around the new teams they have, whether it be the Golden Knights or whether it be uh, the Raiders or, you know, they're talking about putting an NBA franchise there. The UFC is there. The Super Bowl is going to be there. I mean, Vegas is actually turning into one of the greatest sports cities believe it or not, I think in the entire country. And although there is like a a pretty large transient population in Vegas, uh, I think that a lot of them there are just the types of people who would naturally rally around sports teams. You know, a lot of them work in the hospitality industry. They're young. They're looking to like have some fun and, you know, whether or not they actually will totally get behind the teams is one thing, but they're definitely down to go put themselves in a fun environment and drink a beer. Not Bud Light, but a beer. Charlie Arnold joins us uh, here on Hot Mike with with Hutton and Withrow. So the the L.A. Dodgers uh, presented a Community Hero Award to the anti-Catholic group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, uh, over the weekend. Uh, Marco Rubio, Senator, you've got uh, the public, even Major League Baseball players that were against this. Um, This goes against the code of conduct for the for the uh, organization as a whole, uh, which uh, prohibits wearing anything or saying anything that goes against anyone's age, gender, creed, or religion. Um, but Charlie, the, the Dodgers said, yeah, screw it. We don't care what you think uh, based on the fact we're going to honor this group on Pride Night. And they did so an hour before the game uh, with very little uh, 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 amount of uh, fan attendance. Luckily, Ian Miller from Outkick.com was there to snap some photos. Wow. These people are scary. I mean, that's what, that's what nightmares are made of, you know, quite the opposite of what you'd expect from the Catholic religion, which, you know, helps you to live your life in a, <laughs> a tame, uh, respectable manner. These people are, Oh my God, they're creepy. Uh, but I'm happy to have seen the photos. So thank you, Ian, for being there. Thank you for doing what pretty much no one else wanted to do. And that was attend that night's game because it was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I even saw photos from during the actual game when it was taking place. I mean, there was so many empty seats. It was clear that a lot of people decided, you know, there are other things that I can do on this night. I think it might be worth missing the Dodgers game. And that's what they deserve. This should, this group should have never have been honored at this game. It's just such a slap in the face to so many of their Christian fans who make up such a large portion of their fan base. And, you know, now they're going to have the the prayer night in a response. You know, we heard them talk about a few weeks ago. It's just, come on, what is, what is this group? It's, this isn't anything about pride. This has nothing to do with pride. These are just some wackos who have nothing better to do, but bash the Christian religion. And, you know, give us all nightmares, like I just mentioned. So, um, you know, I'm glad that people didn't show up. Well, and who wanted this? I mean, I, I watch this and I think even the group, the the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who would want to be there an hour and 15 minutes before the game? I'm looking at the pictures. There's about three of them that showed up. <laughs> it's no honor to do that. What they're doing is not honorable. 
What the Dodgers are doing by inviting, then rescinding the invitation, and then inviting again is only pissing off their future Hall of Fame pitcher, Clayton Kershaw. I just look at the whole thing, Charlie, and I think, what the hell are we doing? Like, I don't feel like any side wanted that. I don't think they even wanted to be honored in that way. It's just all so strange to me. It's a bizarre world. Well, this is what we're seeing in so many different corporations and companies, though. You know, like there's so many different places that are inserting the left's insane political agenda into their daily workings because they need to. That's the way that they, you know, stay on in the good graces of those who provide funding and those who make the decisions and oversee everything that they do. Uh, but I think it's clear the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are not baseball fans. They probably have never watched a moment of baseball in their lives. And so they didn't realize that showing up to a baseball game an hour and 15 minutes early wasn't cool. They were probably like, oh my God, this is our big moment. This is time to spread all of our hatred and lies and, you know, do what I guess we always do. And then they came to realize, oh, nobody's here. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that's how it all, it all transpired. I've long said if I owned a team, which I never will, but if I did own a team... Say that. That, you could own a team one day. I believe in you. I mean, dreams can possibly come true, but probably not for this guy, Charlie. Let's be honest. I'm never going to own a team. But if I did, <laughs> my team would stand for nothing but my team, and we would give Thank the you. charities that we wanted. Everything we'd give money to would be the least controversial thing ever. Childhood cancer. We'd give money to that. We, we would honor the troops. We would do things like that. But we stand for nothing because I want anyone who wants to buy a ticket and uh, go by the rules of the ballpark or the arena or whatever to have a good time and come out to the ballpark and pay for a ticket. All are welcome. And now the Texas Rangers are one of my favorite teams. Yeah, because same. apparently they've taken that stance and they said, yeah, everyone else is doing a pride night. We don't need it. We're in a pennant chase right now. We're going to be about the Texas Rangers right now and nothing else. And I applaud them for it, Charlie. Yeah, I applaud it, especially when there's so much pressure. There's so much peer pressure. You see all the other teams caving to the left. And you see the Rangers standing strong, uh, remaining very convicted in their belief that they need to be leaving politics out of the game. That's not why people tune in to watch baseball. It's quite the opposite, in fact. People watch sports to escape politics, to escape all of the horrible things that we're experiencing in society as a whole. Uh, so they got it right. And I think that it also is very indicative of where their mindset is, which is in the right place, because they are still involved in certain LGBT causes. Because I think it's very important to point out, and I think most people realize that the, let's see, LG, it's, it's the T, uh, the T and the Q that is causing most of the problems that we are realizing uh, within this community. You know, it's it's not like we don't want people to have equal rights and to live life as happy as they can. We, we, we want that. Um, and we were working towards that. And I think we achieved that in most every facet. But now you have these other people that are coming out and trying to just disrupt society, tear down any type of traditional value. Uh, but you saw the Rangers, they still do give back in ways that make sense and support that community in the right way, doing it in the right manner. Uh, it's not just putting on a pride night for the sake of saying, oh, we're here for pride and then honoring a group that does nothing but mock nuns in the Christian religion. So go Rangers. Yeah, and I mean they they rate they fundraise, which is why they received a community award. But they do so uh, by you know spitting the face of Catholicism, uh, and you know had it been an anti-Muslim or anti-Jewish, oh uh, gosh, group, could you imagine the blowback? The, this wouldn't have been the the, the case. Um, and I think that's look, uh, do whatever you want. Uh, I'm I'm with Chad. All are welcome to the stadium. When I go to a stadium, I don't care who I'm sitting next to. Um, and, and by and large, the fans that showed up to attendance, it was a Dodgers-Giants game, so they're, I mean, 
It was well attended last year. Uh, paid attendance this year was was fine. Uh, Down the, about 5,000. By yeah. the end of the game, based on Ian's photo at Outkick, it looked much better than it did at, at the start of the game based on traffic yeah. and everything else that takes place. But I, I don't know why you, you cause controversy and uh, a distraction uh, all for the sake of making sure everyone's happy instead of the fan base and, and also the players. The players that came out uh, in, uh, in support of their faith more than support of whatever uh, honor and, and community war was being handed out by their team, uh, they were also ignored in this, which is just uh, it, it's puzzling how easy you can step over something like this when if it's any other faith, it's just not accepted. Yeah, I mean, if, if you are a conservative African-American or a Christian in this country, you have no rights to be protected. That's kind of what it seems to be at, at this point in time. Well, yeah, you have the rights, but you also are told to uh, tolerate. And, and, and that's uh, yeah. the fans that showed up, showed up. Um, and, you know, on any other night, it's not Pride Night. It should be just uh, a baseball I, game. I'm, are, I'm ready we, for the... And I'm with you. I want sports without politics. Unfortunately, that's not days, the case. 11 days to go. Okay, we can do this. 11 more days. Okay, and there's already a lot of companies like Starbucks, for example, that have completely just backed out. They're like, you know what? Pride goes a month. We are now... We are going to uh, gracefully excuse ourselves from this conversation. No more Pride memorabilia. No more mentioning of it in stores. And we know Starbucks is one of the most woke companies out there, but they don't want the smoke. Okay, they don't want people coming at them. They some people they just want to come in and get their coffee. They're they're not looking for propaganda. Uh, they're not looking for an agenda to be pushed into their faces. And I think a lot of businesses uh, would be very wise if they took the same course. Well, and just stop the self inflicted wounds. Giants Dodgers should be about Giants Dodgers. Let's get back to the sports being about the sports. I want to see the sport be about the game that's there, and they made it about something else that everyone's talking about. And no one made them do that. It was just yeah. such a dumb decision to Chad make it about owner. more than that. Yes, thank you. I, I need a, I need some some cap some cap raises going on. I need to find some money people to help me get the money to uh, to own a team one day, Hutton. How how is Bud Light going to get it back on track, Charlie? I mean, I will take it'll take a miracle because there's no incentive for people to get back on the Bud Light train. Drink Coors Light. Drink. Bush light, drink Natty light, drink Miller light. They're they're all there, and they cost yeah, the same. But Bush and, now, and like, Bush and Natty are owned by Anheuser Bush, yeah, so, so I'm still, you're still giving the money to them. It's still going to that you know Belgian what, though, company. Here's the thing: is I think though a lot of people aren't so cognizant of who owns the beers because even Modelo, which now has the number one spot, Modelo is owned by AB everywhere except the U.S. So listen, it's it's interesting because we put Modelo in top place, where you know in the U.S. it means something, but. Anheuser Busch is still doing just fine. We all know that, but it's it's just the it's the sentiment of the boycott actually working. I think conservatives are so sick of people doing this type of thing to them because it's been happening for years and years. And all conservatives have done up to this point is kind of just roll their eyes and then just forget about it. And companies think like, okay, we can take advantage of this group and they're not going to do anything. Well, guess what? That's completely untrue. And now we have seen with Bud Light, with Target, with Kohl's, you know, there's, there's several people that have gone down the wrong path uh, that conservatives aren't just going to roll over and die. Like this is something they feel very strongly about and money talks. And we've seen these companies, these major corporations lose billions and billions of dollars and the bleeding doesn't look to be stopping anytime soon. And Chad, this was all, uh, if you uh, follow uh, in InBev, this is all like a big conspiracy theory for them to be able to cut uh, 
salaries and yeah, cut jobs? Uh, Tommy Lahren had a guest on, an anonymous uh, employee of, of InBev of Anheuser-Busch that claims this was a self-sabotage to tank sales and Bud Light in order to lay off American workers and end their benefits. I hope that's not the case because uh, I think there's a lot of people out there that, seems like, that, that have seems nothing like to do really... with this decision that may have lost their jobs because of this boycott also, which I hope I mean, didn't happen. I, I can't speak to whether or not this employee knows what they're talking about at all. But to me, that just seems like a crazy road to go down to achieve that type of goal. I mean, listen, if you got to make layoffs, if you got to cut jobs for whatever reason, then you, you do that. I mean, that's what it means to run a business. Uh, hopefully they have competent enough people who realize that you don't need to sink your business and make decisions that are going to affect how everybody views your product just to cut some jobs. Uh, so uh, listen, if that's true, then I am baffled. And um, I feel like I could run a beverage company, an international beverage company better than <laughs> than they are apparently. I'll, I'll run the team, Charlie. You run the international right. beverage company. No, and this then is, you know what? This together is a match we'll make a ton of money making this happen. I will only sell your beverages at my ballpark when I own the team. And then we'll just funnel money in that way. I'm totally in. I just feel like Jonathan now needs some type of like, what position are you going to have? Because listen, we've got some deal. Broadcaster. You would like to still. I just want to call the game. Hun's the food magnet. I just, he'll, he'll have all the concessionaires. Yeah. He'll have all the food. He'll, yeah. he'll you guys make can the deal sausage, with all the drama the, and the, the BS. Bratwurst, I'll just show the dogs. Call the games. Yeah. yeah. Hun's, Hun's our play-by-play guy. There we go. And, we got and it then you can also, can you double as PR? Like if, if for whatever reason, Chad or one of I slip up, like, you know, just something small, but we oh, need sure. damage control. You can also like smooth it all over for us. I will need a team of publicists. <laughs> It'll uh, have to be more than just hunting. I'll need a team of people working in a room. We need an eraser. On their cell phone to make sure that uh, I, I get covered with whatever publicity needs I have. Charlie, great stuff as always. Uh, thank you for being a very special guest this week. Very always. special. We'll do it again next Monday. Very special. Yeah. Have a great week. Thank you, Charlie. Bye. Charlie Arnold, uh, Outkick host. Uh, her show starting soon. Chad, our show continues uh, when we come back. And we've got plenty to discuss with Davey Hudson, who brings the weirdest headlines from the weekend. It's all straight ahead on Hot Mike with Hudson Withrow across the Outkick Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Skip Holtz will join us coming up in about 40 minutes from now. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Shout out to the great Outkick staff for making it happen today. Everyone that's joined Chad in the chat as well on the Outkick channel on YouTube. Hope to subscribe there while you're there. Hit, give us a thumbs up, like the page. And uh, is it on fire? Is it? continuing to I haven't uh, looked in a second I'm, I'm trying to get some other things together here including my computer trying oh no. to get it operating properly because it just locked up and I had to restart it that sound you heard in the middle of one of the segments about 20 minutes ago was my computer restarting because it keeps locking up bad, you'll probably hear it again before the end of the show bad sign 
I just want to let the audience know exactly when my computer is screwing up. You'll hear that sound again. Did you do an update recently on your laptop? No. I see. I'm I'm a believer in Apple product sabotage, self sabotage on their behalf. It, I, I swear it is something. The it is something here. Like this room is haunted for this computer. If I get in this facility <laughs> at Sixth and Peabody, my computer starts to act very funky. This venue used it to locks be a haunted up, house. It doesn't load. I have to restart it over and over again. There's something about right here, right now. That screws up my computer every day we do Let me show. guess, it's a Civil War soldier from 1865 that's doing it? It's weird that I saw Stonewall Jackson yeah. wander through this doorway right there. There was no one from uh, And then my computer wouldn't work. And no one from 2004 that was doing this. There's a lot of new info about, maybe this will be in our Let's Get Weird coming up, but there's a lot of new info about aliens and spacecraft and just... I have that saved for a later one, but we're not using that today. It's just weird that this like, anonymous people... I, I talked to, uh, there was one story I read that was, you know, I talked to a, uh, an intelligence officer of over 35 years, and I brought to them what this whistleblower said about American government having in their possession spacecraft dead alien bodies have been recovered. <laughs> and the guy just calmly said, yeah, that, that's exactly what I've heard, too. Uh, that, that tracks with what I know in the government. I'm think, I guess if you've known about the existence of aliens for so long, you'd be nonchalant about it. But I just felt like it was very nonchalant having read the article and the quote from the anonymous intelligence official. Anyway, we'll, well get into it Didn't you see Indiana time. Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? I did. I did. That, Independence Day? That unlocked a lot. Yeah. Men in Black? E.T. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we can keep going. Uh, we, we will. Uh, with the uh, strangest stories of the week, and time to get weird with Davey Hudson. Let's get weird! Let's get weird! Weird, get weird! Where are we starting today, Davey? All right, Chad, first off, I hope you gentlemen had a fantastic weekend. We're actually going to go to the land down under, and we're going to Australia to talk about an OnlyFans model who is upset because her neighbors want her kicked out of her gated community because apparently she's been posting content, posing in her backyard and it's to where other people can see it, and they're not very fond of this. Now, Teasing Tammy, is, uh, she's known on TikTok, has come out. Teasing and, Tammy? Teasing Tammy. She's come out on TikTok. and She, she said, looks like Paige Van Zant to me, the former yeah. UFC fighter. Yeah, a little bit. Who's also on OnlyFans and like quit UFC because she's making more money to do that. Well, well she's not happy, and she's trying to plot her revenge, as you can see, based off this post. But it's one of those things to where... You know, she's just trying to provide for her family, make sure she has the room. Uh, but again, she said she's she's got clothes on at all times. Where do you draw the line on Barely. what is inappropriate for in your backyard? You can and cannot. Do we do? have further details Look, about what's going on? Because here's here's what where I depends, would draw the line. It depends where this is taking place. Well, if she's just in her own backyard in a bikini taking selfies, or just like videos of herself without making noises and she's sending that, then they have no right to be upset with her well, for doing that, even if she's making money off OnlyFans or whatever. Yeah. But if she's running a, you know, a brothel out of her backyard or she's making a lot of uncomfortable sounds, if you know what I mean, for the whole neighborhood what, to hear with kids around, then yeah, the neighborhood should get the HOA together and probably work on voting her out though. of the neighborhood. It's a gated community. It's got to be – there's a certain standard. Uh, meanwhile, exactly. like, where, where, where you know, uh, you drive down uh, from the farm where I grew up, and you can see someone mowing your yard, mowing their yard, and something like well, this. Well, she's I mean, yeah, with with about uh, no, with that's half look, as many if, tattoos. If you want to walk around in uh, a, a a very revealing swimsuit 
in your own yard where everyone can see. Do that all day long. Well, you know what Do whatever is. you want. It's your property. Well, she's Th- saying th- These are the housewives who are upset because their husbands are looking out the window. Their That's husbands are is. probably subscribers. That's what this and is. That's the problem. She's saying that what she's been posting from her backyard only goes on TikTok, so it can't be too X-rated or else it would go against the uh, TOS terms of uh, service for TikTok. So How much that's money her is she defense. making? Uh, it says she makes 137000 a year. That's good. Not bad. Not as much as some of the other it's not a very, OnlyFans uh, professionals we've not seen. Not a very high engated community. No, and I think Hutton's onto something. It's probably a husband in the neighborhood that is a yeah, subscriber. That's exactly and it. Then, uh, or the, the really nosy yeah. Nancys, as I call them in the neighborhood are following her on TikTok and saying, oh, that's by her kid's slide in the backyard. We can't have this, this pose right. right here. It's like the movie Friday. Yeah. The, the housewife across the street. Yep. Well, we're going to stick with the OnlyFans, OnlyFans theme. We go Good. now to, I, this is a California woman, uh, Mormon mom, Holly Jane. Now, she's gotten into a little bit of Sounds a pickle real. because she has been found out by her church that she does OnlyFans, and the church told her they don't want her coming back anymore, and so she's basically having to choose between OnlyFans or the church. Uh, all right, so I'm seeing the, the preview of this, uh, this Holly Jane, that's her name? Yeah, that's the only picture I pulled for this one. Who's, you know? uh, who, uh, initial reaction to both women. Who are? Show me the line of, of men who are paying for photos from these two. She's 39, and she made $500,000 last year. So, again, I read, a st- I read a story earlier on OutKick that turned out to be misleading. So, But I did read this story at OutKick about what she's doing. And I, I will say this. 500K. She is apparently paid to sext with people. Like, she is just... She said she's dropping her kids off at events... And when she has a, an extra second, she will get on and she is paid to flirt with guys yeah. and send them selfies and do things like that from the grocery store, from wherever she's going around. Um, I mean, is that you know banned from church-worthy stuff? I, I don't know the Mormon faith Churches that well. are too soft nowadays. Like, I mean, I, everyone's like, oh, you can do whatever you want. But at, at the end of the day, like, we got rules, all right? Like, you're supposed to stick by these rules. If you break them, I understand why certain churches... They draw the line at Bravo, well, okay? Look, I'm a, There's uh, a Real Housewives of Utah or Salt Lake. That's I'm where a, they draw the line. I'm a Christian. I go to a Christian church. We don't kick anyone out of church for sinning, right? There's no, there's no getting kicked out of the church. You're welcome to go to the church, in my faith. So I don't know the guidelines of the Mormon faith as to what would get her kicked out of church. She did accidentally and what air, does kicked out of church mean? Like it, she can't, they're going to lock the door. They have security stop her on the way into church service. She did accidentally airdrop some of her nudes to some people um, uh, by hitting the, the select all instead of, I, I don't mean, airdrop a lot of stuff. Westboro but, Baptist would kick her out. I'm not sure. sure what that is. That's the church that they always show up to like funerals of soldiers and just always try to, have the most explicit and offensive language possible in the hopes that someone assaults them, then they sue and they make money. Yeah, and that's how the, they build up one their... One of the main daughters like uh, quit the church and is now speaking out against it. Oh, yeah, I've got a... Or did. I, I've got a false Maybe prophet. Maybe she's back in now. I've got a false prophet church two miles from my house I'm dealing with right now that's going to end in a David Koresh, Waco-type setup at some point. It's a church that basically worships Donald Trump as their god, I'm pretty sure. It's really? two miles from where I live. Yeah. <laughs> What are your thoughts on the brand? These are the people that come and eventually will burn in hell. Trust me, this guy will. This is the worst of uh, worst of their kind. What now, Davey? What What are your thoughts on the Branch Davidians? Um, Where do they rank in your cults? You know, 
Man, Everybody I, should have a good cult ranking. There is a uh, podcast called Cults that I listened to for a while. I'm fascinated with cults. And there's there was a cult in like in the woods of Quebec that is the craziest, weirdest cult of all time. And I forget the guy's name that started it. But that's one I would look up first. The Branch Davidians are the most famous, but not the craziest. There are far crazier stories of cults than, than David Koresh. Scientologists. Is it Rosh Therop? That's it. That's it. That's the guy's I remember it was a French name. Final one? Oh, yeah. And our, our final story. We stick with OnlyFans. We're going with the other uh, gender here, though. Uh, Hugh Hefner's son, Marston, I think is how you pronounce his name. He has joined OnlyFans, but probably not for the reason you might think. He's actually trying to collect a rare Pokemon card. So he decided to turn to OnlyFans in hopes of raising enough money. Uh, and this card apparently is uh, at least six figures. So he thinks he can get up to $100,000 to where he's able to purchase this. His wife's not too happy with him. and uh, Divorce him. Uh, here's my advice to the <laughs> wife. Like, your husband, you've chose to live with this man forever. No, no, no. And he's joining we're, OnlyFans to get a damn Pokemon card no, because he's this. obsessed with Pokemon. He's Hugh Hefner's son, and he's needing to raise money to buy a $100,000 I mean, Pokemon card? Hugh Hefner is rolling over in his grave. We just saw a golf tournament with the Playboy Mansion overlooking the 14th green. And the man who started the Playboy Mansion's son is joining OnlyFans because of his Pokemon obsession. If you want to talk about the generations getting worse and dumber, this may be the greatest example yet. He's looking Hugh for, Hefner's son is obsessed with Pokemon. He's looking for a Pokemon he only trophy four kids. card. Huh. They only have four kids, so I'm thinking like... Uh, that we this, know of. This, Well... Uh, four that can claim that they could just jump on. Uh, four that have Hefner as their last name. Let's put it that way. They apparently had one card go for 300000 earlier this year. On well, Logan cards. Paul or Jake Paul won. Uh, it was Logan Paul that wore the $7 million Pokemon card to the ring in WWE or something. We're getting what? Some, uh, I briefly remember We're getting that. some great uh, cult info from the YouTube oh, chat. Allie says, Westboro... Their belief is that anything bad that happens in the world is a punishment from God. Most Westboro members all stem from the founding grandfather of the church. Yeah. I'm not sure about the founding grandfather. People, uh, uh, we got votes coming in for favorite cults. Jim Jones is a very popular one with mm. the Kool-Aid. Is that down French Ghana? In, yes, down in uh, South America where he made his followers drink the Kool-Aid. That is a good one. There's a really good documentary, I think it's on Netflix, about Jonestown. Uh, I think there's also like a dramatic show about it on, on Netflix. Was that yeah, the only time a U.S. senator has been killed overseas? Yes. Yeah. I think you're right. I can't remember his name, but I'm pretty sure he represented Kansas. Steve Kerr's dad was assassinated in Israel or Lebanon, but he was an ambassador. But his father was assassinated while he was in high school. All these facts just rolling right through now And Let's Get Weird today. How many cults are like... Active. active. Oh, do we know? more than you can count. Oh, I'm sure. Well, how do you get, like, the church that I'm talking about with the lunatic guy that's close yeah. to my house, it's a cult. I mean, it is, it, he's, he's twisting scripture to his will, and he's turned it into a cult, and that's usually what happens. Take something in, like, biblical... Take something in the biblical realm and, and twist it, it into a cult. Make it fit whatever That's an narrative you want. So how do you get labeled a cult? Like, how does that become official? I think some sort of crime has to happen. Or, right? or someone uh, quits the church and then has a... Some sort of... Them. Yeah. So Leo Ryan was the 
U.S. congressman that was killed in Jonestown. He was not a senator. Just make that distinction real quick. Roy says the Swifties are a cult. <laughs> they're no selling. Argument. They're selling rainwater from their from her shows. They're, they've <laughs> bottled the rainwater. It's going for hundreds of dollars. If they gather for like a ceremony, then they would be a cult. But I don't think they gather weekly for like a service to Taylor Swift. Uh, they would unless you call a the shrine somewhere. A they would kill for her and bury the body. They would definitely do that <laughs> and not say a word about it. Coming up. Bob Huggins retires. He had to resign because of the the DUI charges over the weekend. We'll dive in there. What's next for West Virginia? And the U.S. Open, did it deliver? That's next.